their offensive line, nicknamed the Hogs by line coach Joe Bugle, began to control the tempo of the game with a play called 50 Gut. Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, the two Hogs that time with the big blocks. John Riggins, the diesel getting warm. Drag up that diesel. Oh, um, oh, um, oh, um. Let's go diesel. Oh. Good afternoon and welcome to another 50 Gut Blog Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Paul Williams, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Corey Gasway and Cliff and Guafon. And I'm also joined with special guests, your favorite bloggers from 50 Gut, Brandon Dorfman and Chris Williams. Fellas, what's going on? What's going on? Out here, feel, feeling good on Victory Monday. It's a beautiful day. Great <laughs> hey, the birds was chirping. The, uh, the coffee was hot. You know what? Off at work, it was it was a great day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, I kind of wanted to get your uh, your thoughts and the sights out there in LA. Yesterday, uh, they announced fifty six thousand for those who are watching at home. It looked like it was mostly Redskins fans. I know you guys got witnessed that firsthand. Tell me a little bit about what it was like out there. Go ahead, Chris. You want to start it off? Yeah, so my my experience, I, I I live in San Diego, so I took a uh, party bus. It's about a two hour trip. Um, came about fifty deep. Mm. From, there are two Redskins bars in San Diego, um, nice. so we combined forces and brought about fifty cats. So all the Redskins fans, all talking trash. Got he's got the Kirk Hive <laughs> on one side. You got Kirkers <laughs> on the other side. It was a, uh, it was an experience. Uh, we get up there, start setting up a little tailgate, um, and there's just, you know, as said earlier, there were literally Redskins fans everywhere. It felt like FedEx West. It's <laughs> West, yeah. I guess there would be a lot more Cowboys jerseys. I was going to say. <laughs> but there was it, a few. There were still a few out there. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. No, it was uh, <laughs> as far as like a Redskins fan perspective was tremendous. I mean, I, I was I was thoroughly impressed on how we showed out. Yeah, we definitely held it down, man. It was uh, I was sitting on the Redskins side um, behind the, the bleachers or whatever, the seats, benches, whatever you want to call them. And, man, I tell you what, it looked like there was twice as many people on our side than behind the Chargers bench. You look behind them, it was dead over there. But, but like, <laughs> Redskins Nation, they represented, they came together. I was, I was surprised how many Skins fans I saw, to be honest with you. That's what's up, man. All, now, Chris, I know you're a local. I know you've been to FedEx Field. Brandon? Okay. Yeah, I've been – yeah, I've been to a few FedEx field games, but it was like the Donovan McNabb era. I was at his Oof, Jeez. Yeah. Oof. The, the dark ages. We don't talk about that. We don't, we don't yeah. talk about it on this podcast. Yeah, oh. yeah, exactly. So just edit that part out, but that's that my experience. <laughs> well, since you've been to a game at FedEx field, you know that fans of opposing teams like to invade our stadium, and they're normally really obnoxious. Were you guys as obnoxious yesterday in their stadium as they are here? Uh, I can answer. I can answer that from my side. Um, I will tell you that I've been to, you know, countless games at FedEx Field, namely games where you know we're getting an ass whooped, we're outnumbered in the stands, <laughs> it's getting it's getting uh, real contentious. And I will tell you that unequivocally, I was way worse than. None of those people. And That's what I, I'm talking about. I was absolutely 
positively disrespectful in every <laughs> manner that I could. I was the loudest. I would not sit down. I would not be told to sit down. Uh-huh. They had a uh, they had like a little interlude they would play, and it'd be like, "Whose house? Rams house." So they kept saying that. Oh, that's so weak. They were losing the whole time, so I just started making like housing jokes. I was like, "Y'all about to get evicted." We're raising the rent. You guys are getting foreclosed on. I just I wouldn't stop the house bit, and I just I I just wore it to death. But I mean, they weren't gonna say it. What were they gonna say? First of all, they were outnumbered. Second of all, their team was just pathetic. And third of all, I mean, you know, the Redskins decided for whatever reason that they wanted to Alex Smithify the offense. I mean, it was kind of <laughs> a slow game, hey. so. It mm. was just. Hey, it don't was, disrespect it was just, Alex Smith like that, dog. <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> the days have come. I would give my right pinky to have Alex Smith instead of Kirk Cousins. But uh, I'll, I'll oh, do. don't say that, bro. Ouch. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, at least where I know that Alex Smith is going to check down the ball, that he might not throw at Jordan Reed's feet. I mean, right? <laughs> that's true. That's facts. That's facts. He'll, <laughs> he'll give him a chance. Hey, one more thing on that uh, annoying chance, just to touch on this subject. So they had that Rams house chat, and then this group of like probably like 10, 15, you know, 50-year-old white dudes, Rams fans were sitting in front of me, right? <laughs> and it, whenever they would get a first down, mind you, they were down like 13-0 when they started this shit. So they go, that's another Rams first down. And I was like, that's another check the scoreboard, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the white or all looked at me. They all moved away, bro. Shit was hilarious. The Rams fans from the out there. It's from the Jim yeah. era, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, well, how were the Rams fans out there? Were they cool with y'all? I, I hear some wild stories about LA. It's mostly old Raiders fans. I don't know how these new uh, Rams fans is looking, but were they giving you any? Shit yeah, I mean, that? from from what I could see, I mean, listen, you know, the Rams haven't been there in over a generation, so. You know, the last time the Rams were popping, you had Eric Dickerson out there with his rec specs on, you know, <laughs> running, running, <laughs> running for the for 200 yards. Like, that's just not a thing anymore. So nah. these new Rams fans, I mean, Southern Californians in general, they really only get hype about the Dodgers and the Lakers. And other Lakers. than that, they don't really trip off any other team. So yeah, USC, well, well, don't USC forget football. about the Trojans. That's, that's I, I would say the football team. Yeah, I, I, They're coming true. back. That's Trojans true. are coming back over yeah. here. I could, I could see that. Oh, I, I actually made a Trojans joke, too. I said, <laughs> so, somebody said something slick to me, and I made a reference. I was like, you know, you – you know, y'all should be. Your mother should have worn what this who stadium this is. And they damn, did. I was like Trojans, and they're like, oh, damn, like, bro. Oh. <laughs> you were going damn, hard. Damn, talking about mom out there. I mean, that's how you, I mean, that's how you know we were deep out there. Our yeah. fans were acting like Eagles fans. Oh, yeah. I was, I was, I would have. Eagles fans would have looked like a gentleman compared to me. This was, you know, the bus ride. Unfortunately for the uh, people in my section, the bus ride took two hours, and we pregame for two hours. That's about I don't know mm. case of beer. You you was ginned up. Feeling, I was I was out there. Yeah, you was ready. Yeah, you was ginned up out there. Yeah, I was ready. I was poised. Remember uh, <laughs> 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 poised. Oh, yeah. oh I man. took the Uber in myself, man. That traffic around that shit was ridiculous, bro. L.A. traffic in general was <laughs> just fucking shit. I know. Blowing. Heard the stories. Cliff, oh, Cliff yeah. you actually lived in L.A. for what three or four years? Two and a half years. Two and a half years, man. So he knows how bad the LA traffic can be. Oh yeah, and I and I know they don't give a damn about no Rams. 
<laughs> no, not that much. No, not, not at damn. all. Not at all. Is Kobe going to be there? That's probably what they're right? <laughs> right? You know, what's funny is they actually, the Los Angeles Lakers were there. They showed, yep. they put them on the Jumbotron. And all yep. I could think to myself was, aside from the, the Drake-looking point guard, I don't know none of them Bambas. You know, the rest of them needed to stay in their lane, I guess, because I, I didn't recognize none of them. <laughs> hey, that was a lot. That was a lot of cheer of the game too. I was gonna say, <laughs> got the loudest ovation there when sure. the Lakers came up. I would have oh, cheered sure. for Levar. Was Levar there, or was it just? Yeah, I would. Yo, I would have cheered for Levar if Levar was there. Oh, I be yeah, from your boy. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Father of the year. I'm not mad at Levar. <laughs> Triple B. <laughs> so, what was it like being at the LA Coliseum? I know it's kind of a place that has a long tenured history of tradition and things like that. I know with the Rams playing there is kind of weird. I mean, it's not really their house. I mean, USC got twice their squad, twice their audience the night before. But yeah. just tell me a little bit about the Easily. stadium. <laughs> you go ahead, Brandon. Oh, okay, well, uh, just to let you set the tone, I've been to one other away game, and it was uh, the San Francisco game, the the pitiful RG3 San Francisco game. Oh, uh, that game we was terrible. Yeah. Weren't you guys yeah. in that game? Yeah, me and we Gore yeah, were both there. there for that. We were there for that oh, debacle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you, I mean, you guys checked out Levi Stadium. I think it was still pretty new at that time. Oh, it was that beautiful. That was dope. Yeah. I mean, beautiful you could stadium. order food. I mean, I'm going to say that's the complete opposite end of the spectrum <laughs> as the Coliseum. <laughs> right. Yeah, the Coliseum was old, rundown. I mean, it was cool because it was has a little historic value because the uh, events that taken place there or whatever. Mm. But that shit was so long ago that I don't fucking know about it. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, it was just old and rundown. I would actually say FedEx is probably better, even as shitty as it is. Really? Yes, yeah, I we're mean, I, we're comparing I guess... FedEx to the college. We got it. We're better than the college. I mean, the turf, the turf was better. The turf was better considering they played that double overtime yeah. game the night before. Mm-hmm. So the field was actually in good conditions. Obviously, Dan has tons to learn with that, but we won't touch on that anymore. <laughs> um, I, uh, I uh, shout out to uh, 50 gutcom because I have a column dropping soon about um, about the Sunday slices where I break down sort of whose fault it was or who we should praise for a win. Um, in there, I talk a little bit about the turf. Like, the turf looked good, but it must have been made out of concrete because we always <laughs> – Pulling yep. up after every, especially in the second half, dudes oh, were yeah. uh, there were whistles nonstop. Everybody I mean, I was, was getting hurt, dislocating yep. everything. You heard about, you know, I I don't know, you know, urban legend Mason Foster relocated his shoulder before he caught that pick in the fourth. <laughs> like we had dudes taking L's left and right. Yeah. I think Josh yep. Norman must have pulled up three separate times alone, and it's yep. just that that field, man. They they got these dudes playing on concrete out here. Oh, yeah. The old that, Astrodome. That's that uh, Dan Snyder treatment, man. That's, I remember a couple years ago, uh, there was a soccer game on Thursday. There was a state championship game in high school there on Friday. Army Navy was there on Saturday, and then Redskins was, <laughs> and then it was Redskins Patriots on Sunday. I was like, just put some green paint on this motherfucker and let's get it popping. I was like, hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> it's like the Dan old. Dan only cares about the other green, my man. Right. You know that? Hey, <laughs> we, we know he got too much of mine already. <laughs> no question. Hey, I don't know if you guys uh, already spoke on the your takeaways from the game, but what what were y'all some biggest takeaways from the game? Like what what stuck out the most? Man, I mean, I'll go first on that. I, the run game obviously was was a a sight to see. I mean, I was very very 
pessimistic about running against the Rams front seven. I know they were almost as dynamic as the Eagles, in my opinion. And see him come out there and run the ball. Not only that, stick to the run and, and really like ram it down the throat and crush their will was, was my favorite part of the game, for sure. I mean, I can follow up on that. 39 carries, 230 yards rushing. I mean, that's some video game status right there. Man. <laughs> I, 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 true. I, don't know, I don't know the last time we, we controlled the ball like that. But also outside of our pedestrian quarterback with his, uh, his, JV, <laughs> his, 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 his JV line that he had yesterday, at least he didn't cost us the game. But defense stepped up. Running game looked good, man. I, I I was enjoying it. I was enjoying it. Even when you give Kirk a compliment, you got to throw in the pedestrian. Hey, man. <laughs> pedestrian, <laughs> dog. Hey, I, mean, I, I looked up some That info. is a compliment for Kirk. Right that now. is, yeah. Um, I looked up some info. Uh, Chris, you want me to go or you want to go? Yeah, you can go ahead, man. Okay, so this is the second highest rushing total for a Jay Gruden team, coach, head coach, and the tied for second worst passing performance under Jay Gruden. The worst is RG3, and there was another for 156 that uh, I think was also RG3. It could have been so, Dalton. You never know. Could have been no, Dalton. No, I, just I gotta up, say, Jay, just, Jay just hasn't Redskins. been having the, the, the hasn't had the greatest list of QBs to work with. If you think about his his yeah, coaching no, career, I'm, ta- I'm just talking here. I'm just oh, talking just here. here as a Redskin. Yeah, just as a Redskin. So I was my takeaway from the game was as the biggest hater of Jay Gruden and Kirk Cousins this side or that side of the Mississippi, (laughs) I'm actually going to give him some props because I didn't think he would be able to stick to the run 39 times. I got to hand it to him. It was barely working, but it was working better than the past was, and he stuck with it. So I I got to give him props. You know what's funny is is Tom Brenneman was calling the game, and he was talking about how in Cincinnati the fans used to get on Jay Gruden for not running the ball enough. Mm -hmm. Right. And questioning whether they <laughs> you were like, you don't run. say. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> I mean, my thing is, there have been a lot of games where we couldn't run the ball. So right. telling them to run the ball when it's one yard a carry, two yard a carry. Well, back when we had all that talent, I'm cool with you not running the ball if we had Deshaun and Pierre out there. Right. Mm-hmm. Now that we don't have that, we got to run the ball. Like, we choice. don't really have a choice. Well, and here's where I give Jay Gruden props again is because I tweeted out a couple of days before the game. I can't remember which day it was, but he was going to have to go with tendency breakers because everyone was talking about that McVeigh interview and Trent talking about how McVeigh knows everybody that was here and blah, 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 blah. Jay went tendency breaker. If I would have told you before the game there was going to be 39 of one play and fucking 28 or whatever the other one passes attempts was, which would, you wouldn't think – rushing was the one leading you know what i'm saying you would have thought we would have chucked it up because jay is jay you know what i mean right (laughs) i hear you i I hear you after last week's game game, i think jay kind of realized we can't live like this with kirk and qb anymore and it you could kind of hear in his voice when he was talking about kirk after the eagles game i think it it, it kind of hit him (laughs) No, because he, well, <laughs> he, he had a eureka moment. <laughs> I mean, we, but the thing is, we don't really know what Jay Gruden thinks about Kirk as a player. We don't. I I do, and, and let me and let me tell you what he thinks about him. Jay Gruden, <laughs> at this point, he is a broken man. He Ooh. is he has gone. Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden. I think after last week, after everything that's gone on and all the noise that surrounds Ashburnistan. And the whole organization. <laughs> That's I can't take credit for that. That's my, my man Clinton Yates came up with that. So I'll, I'll give I'll give him credit for shout that. Shout out Clinton Yates. Shout out to my <laughs> shout out to my man for ESPN Radio. But what I'm saying is is that all the noise, everything, 
Jay Gruden went back to the bump bunker. He pulled out the nicely folded white flag. He brought it out and he raised it in front of the bunker. He he's given up. He is he is a broken man. You you guys, not you guys in general, but you guys, Skins fans, have broken him so much that he has decided he will go against everything he believes in in the past game, and he will Alex Smithify this offense and just <laughs> run. He doesn't even have the good running backs to do it, other than Piran, who we, we'll, I'm sure y'all talked about already, but should have been starting, but I digress. He has decided, you know what? I can't throw with this dude, man. I can't throw with these receivers. I can't throw with workout Twitter video. Terrell Pryor is my number one. I don't. <laughs> I can't throw with five ten and slow, but I'm gonna start him anyway. Ryan Grant. Who you got? Mm. You got you got uh, Jordan Reed coming in and off the field every other play because. I don't know because that's what Jordan Reed does. He's like a walking operation board. I don't even know what he broke this time. This man is broken. Y'all have broke him. He's that's it. This is this is the new reality. Welcome to your new reality. We are now the Kansas City Chiefs with less talent. Congratulations. I I, see, I don't think so. See, I think what Jay Gruden looked at was the schedule. And he knew if he lost on Sunday, 0-4 was coming. He's so not he, sticking with the run. Yes, like that's there is nothing the Grudens do not, do not run the ball. They don't run the ball. <laughs> that family, that family loves two things. Throwing the ball and mediocre quarterbacks. Mediocre quarterbacks. Loves them. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they can get rid of that. He wants to throw the ball. It's, well, I mean, but how much of that is also, I mean, in today's NFL, you have to throw the ball. The rules are designed for you to throw the ball. Everything is telling you, get the ball vertical, get big yards, get big plays, and yet. Here we are. We're going to go three yards over left guard on first down every single drive because the quarterback can't do a three-yard stick route accurately. Mm. That's, that's where we're at. That's what, I mean, listen, that's, that's where we're at. I, I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't have said it any better. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 this is the first time in the history no of anything that anybody shut Cliff up. <laughs> shut me up. <laughs> because, because the thing is, in the end – Unless this team wants to go five and eleven, you better start. You're going to need the quarterback to play better. Of yes. course, you can't course. run the ball like you cannot run the ball the way you did in the first half every week. It doesn't work that way. He looks bad. I don't care about his completion percentage. He he looked bad. He looks terrible. In the pocket, happy feet, off throws. I mean, the one time he tried to improvise, uh, it hit Chris Thompson in the hand. So yeah, give him credit for almost. I guess Chris Thompson gets credit for the drop or something like that. But. uh that was a bad throw. I mean, Kirk, when he had to move out of the pocket, he just looked like his life. Like, he, he felt like his life was about to be over. I don't forget like the fade routes into the bleachers. Oh, don't get me started, bro. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't get me started. You know what? Here's the, the, the worst thing about those fade routes is that they're giving – it's like they're giving – it's like when one brother does something wrong and then someone's like, yeah, all black people are like that. These fade routes are so bad that they're giving the fade route a bad name. Like yeah. The fade route is a good play. Especially when you got big oh, no. receivers. No, what just Kurt can't, can't, can't throw it. Kurt can't throw it. He doesn't even give Kurt them an opportunity to catch the ball. That's, I mean, it's in, it's in the bleachers. That's what I'm saying. He, Kirk has ruined the name of the fade. He ruined it for everybody. Okay, let me get your guys' opinion on this with, with uh, the fade route. Is Jay just trolling us, or what's going on? It's <laughs> not. See, look, here's the thing. Our fan base can't complain about no Doxon targets. Then he tries to get Doxon an end zone target. His quarterback throws, hits the boom mic. 
operate. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then the second play, that was that ball wasn't supposed to go to Chris Thompson. Jamison Crowder was wide open. He came <laughs> out the backfield. I don't know yeah. what the hell Kirk is doing. I, I have a I have a Josh Doxson take that I want to bounce off y'all. Here's he, I. You cannot tell me all week he's kind of healthy, might be healthy, always practicing, always partially practicing. Oh, he's he started yesterday, of course. After all the noise surrounding Josh Doxson and what he is, will he play? Does Jay like him? I'm under the opinion now that I don't know if y'all are familiar with Game of Thrones, but in Game of Thrones, there's this dude, Jon Snow. Jon Snow is a bastard. When he got when he when his when his father supposedly came home from war, he brought home his bastard son. The soldier's wife was like, yo, I don't like this dude. Like this isn't this isn't my kid. This isn't my blood. Like shit. I'm not gonna really look out for him. This is not my kid. In this in this example, Jay Gruden is that wife. Josh Doxson <laughs> is Jon Snow. Jay Gruden looks at John look at looks at Josh Doxson like that is Scotty's boy. I ain't want him. I was perfectly fine. Y'all y'all forced this upon me. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna drag his name. I'm gonna throw him in useless fade routes just to say he got a target. By the way, that's his only target on the season. Mm-hmm. And I'm just never gonna play him. And then y'all can't never say, well, you know, he might be good, he might not right. be good, because I'm just gonna say he's injured. And well, I'm just gonna drag him. And that's it. I don't like this. I don't watch Game that? of Thrones. I don't watch Game of Thrones at all. Never <laughs> seen a single episode. But I could completely see exactly what you're saying with this I completely get the analogy. We don't have any receivers, though. <laughs> like, Jay ain't yeah. trying to lose games out here. Well, did you see uh, – I can't remember which beat reporter, but someone tweeted out how many snaps, I guess, uh, Doxon got, like, 29 snaps. And you would think back and you're like, man, I don't remember seeing him 29 times. I remember seeing him come off the field after every run play. I swear he must be the best run blocker on our team because <laughs> he's out there every Get his blocking skills up. I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> this, so. he, I was sitting in the end zone and uh, basically I had like the Madden seat views. You know what I mean? Right. And I remember sitting next to my buddy and we're just looking at Josh Doxson and he's one-on-one with a corner who is six inches shorter than him. There is no – they kept playing the shell where they put one safety high. Like, mm-hmm. it's Wade Phillips. They're just like, all right, well, they're going to run? Cool, we're putting nine in the box. And it would just be Doxon by himself with this little rat corner that he could just step <laughs> on. And, you know, Doxon would do plant his foot, do a quick move, be wide open. He would never get a look. Never. Not, never. not even a glance from Kirk. Yeah, Kirk, because Kirk stares down his receivers, so he's showing everyone which way the ball's going the whole time. I'm so glad you, know you said that and I didn't say it. I love that somebody else said that. Thank you. Say it again. <laughs> hey, down, we, we mean stare it down. Hey, we might need to have another podcast tomorrow where it's just Corey and Brendan are having a Kirk hate off. <laughs> hate off. You know what? It's not even hate. Not, when, when, yeah. you're, when you're spitting facts, it's, it, it hurts the Kirk stands. But you I mean, know what? Oh no, what no trust me. I, the first thing I hear about Kirk Ray this morning is. Your man, Corey's man, Kevin Sheehan, talking about, well, his quarterback <laughs> rate his quarterback oh, rating was 97. Fuck a quarterback rating. Quarterback yeah. rating? Yeah. Don't, Use don't your eyeballs. Stupid stat. So, that was a very high 
in your highly paid <laughs> job on your highly rated show and tell me Kurt played well because he had ninety seven quarterback rating. You get the fuck out of here with that shit. I, but I'm to hear that. Some of these guys, some of these guys are so busy posting on social media, they're not even watching the game. They're just looking up mm-hmm. from their laptops or something. Because mm-hmm. I was trying to do that at the same time, just here and there, because I was already buzzed. I, was, <laughs> I, wasn't, on, I wasn't on Chris's level, but I was already killing it. And uh, nah, man, I swear, some of these guys just look at the stat lines like, dude, use your eyeballs. Like, look, what do your eyes tell you? If you can't see that this guy is struggling right now, like, what are you seeing? Like, mm-hmm. I get it. He might come on your radio show and give you the best clicks for the week or whatever. But at the same time, like, be objective, too. Like, I, to the Kirk Hive, like, I want this dude to succeed. Do you think yes. I want him to struggle? Exactly. Like, y'all think I'm sitting here like chuckling with some evil, sinister. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? No, I, I don't care if he throws for 200 yards. I'm happy with the W. Like, I'm just tired of seeing everyone get him get 40 attempts, 50 attempts, and someone be happy with a 300 yard game. Like, goddamn, what's the standard for success here? Like, I know we struggled, but like, we don't have to go back in time. Like, Sammy Ball is not walking through the door. <laughs> sure ain't. <laughs> hey, Paul, I, I don't want to be all negative, so let me let me throw out a positive real quick. There's also a question that I want to ask everybody, and I'm and I'm being I'm joking, but I'm being serious. Is Preston Smith right now already better than Kerrigan? No, Ooh. not yet. You sure? Are he's we com- sure? He's, he's coming on right now, and I'm gonna say I'm no, gonna Preston Smith. Man. Are we sure? Yeah. Are you, are you speaking talent-wise? What I've seen is, I mean, I'm talking about like right now in 2017, because what I see is just an absolute force. He is he has taken the leap that I thought he was going to take after his rookie year. And I don't know what was going on last year, but this year he is just I mean, he is a beast. Not taking nothing away from Preston. Like I said, I'm I'm one of his biggest fans. But I mean, Kerrigan gave us what a pick six week one and a sack fumble week two. Oh, Kerrigan's a beast too. Look, this isn't a shot at Kerrigan. It's oh, more of a praise not. of Preston, if anything else. Yeah, I'm gonna need to see this for some. Give more it to weeks. me for 16 games, and look, I'll, because, I'll be yeah. right there look, with you. Next Sunday, that O line that's coming in. Yeah. Let me see you do a verse them too. Definitely, that's true. Not Rob Havenstein. Definitely, wherever the hell that right tackle was. <laughs> <laughs> Although hey, he but, got a, but, look, he got a second Andre Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, yeah. Didn't I was gonna say they put up in like two years. Yeah. They seem to be flipping him. They seem to be flipping him a little bit this year. I think it's working out for him, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he looks like he does uh, at the end of his rookie year when he had that little streak. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. exactly. That's, that's why I want to see that consistency out of him because he got my hopes up a little bit last year. I mean, I still got faith in him, obviously, but, but well, showed some good potential. That sack on Whitworth was the first in two years. So I mean, it's the my, first of many. In my opinion, yeah. I think there are two guys whose jobs – as far as like a large contribution standpoint might be gone. And those two guys are Will Compton and Trent Murphy. I think those mm. dudes, those dudes are special mm. teams warriors now. Sorry, fellas. Sure. Hey, sometimes time, sometimes time you need on. special, sometimes you need special teams warriors. That's Absolutely. right where Will Compton belongs at. Don't get me started on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you, the, the, I wasn't even nervous when they came back. I wasn't nervous when we were driving. I was nervous when I saw Mason Foster go down. And I was like, oh, man, this motherfucker's coming on the field. How is <laughs> he going to blow? Hey, I, I want to know. Did you see who they put in for him? They put in Spate. They, they didn't they even did put, put in Spate. Compton. They put in Spate instead of Compton. Yeah, so that was, I was, I'm still rooting for Spate, too, man. I think a pairing of him and Zach Brown, I mean, maybe not this year because, obviously, Foster is a dog and he's playing well. So. Hey, man. 
Forrest might be one of the most underrated players in the league. I had said this after last year. Okay, hey, whoa, whoa. (laughs) No, he's one of the most. most. Damn, Cliff. Why do we do this? If you searched Mason Foster during games last year, everyone was shitting on Mason Foster last year. And and matter of fact, Mason Foster blew a couple coverages yesterday. (laughs) It was not all roses. Now, granted, he made a big play at the end. Mason Foster ain't ain't no damn London Fletcher. (laughs) What I'm saying is, for what he is, which is a free agent we picked him off the street last year or two years ago, and now he's in the starting lineup and he's bowling mm-hmm. next to his boy Zach Brown. Look, and it's true. Who's cons- a dog? Consider- considering am... what this linebacker group was a couple of years ago, remember we had Rob Jackson out there taking snaps? Mm. Like, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Rob Jackson. Didn't Rob Jackson have the interception? He got the pick State? against Romo yeah. in week he 17. Yeah. And so did Richard Crawford. Where is he at? No, no. Ain't nobody trying to have Richard Crawford. You out here picking off, you out here picking off Jared Goff. Week two. Rob Jackson had an interception to clinch the division. I mean, there's only room for one underrated player in the league, and that is Chris Thompson, mm. who borderline low-key should be starting. And I don't want to hear, oh, he's little. He can't take the contact. Look, man, the, we just gave him the bag. Like, let him ball. Uh, and if he breaks, he breaks. Like, I'm on some Dolph Lundgren rocking forward. That's <laughs> it, man. I mean, like, nah, I'm sick, see, I'm sick see, of putting these dudes nah, in bubble wrap. We like, can't do let this. them ball. Let them ball. Because if, if you watch our offense, it's clear he's our only explosive player. Yes. If, if we lose him, where is it going to come from? It's going to come from the $24 million uh, <laughs> franchise. Flag based ball, based what on what I've heard the last 10 minutes, I know no one that is speaking on this podcast believes that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, do, say, uh, I do second that. I think Thompson could handle the load, though, man. The way he was running, he, he looked like, like you hit the nail on the head, our only explosive player. And everyone's knocked him saying he can't run up the middle. Well, hey, if we get good enough blocking up there, you know, like on some of those runs with those traps and those pulls that uh, Jay schemed up with his genius mind of his, you know. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Hey, I'm not here for Jay Slander, though. I'm not here for Jay Slander. No, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> hey, Cliff, I'll say this, though. I'll, would you agree that he needs more than six touches? He had six touches yesterday. Six. He had six touches. He had seven passing targets, though. Correct. Well, because <laughs> that's the only play. <laughs> See, this is the problem. We've given Kirk a new toy. He's only going to throw the ball to Thompson now. Battery's going to be dead in two weeks. <laughs> two weeks tops. Chris Thompson, the, the toy you get on Christmas, and it's broken by New Year's. Well, you know the thing about Thompson is, I mean, we can, we can be like, well, we, we don't want to wear him out. He is the one that said he didn't know if his body could survive the NFL. That was a Chris oh, Thompson really? quote. He said that a couple of years ago before he started. I think it was two years ago when he started actually going in that training camp. It was his first time being healthy. He said he didn't know if his body could hold up in the NFL. Yeah, but also two years ago, he was coming off breaking his back in college and tearing his ACL. Year one in the league, he's hurt. He's you, on Paul. IR. Paul. Now he's not an injury risk anymore. I mean, yes, obviously. But, but Paul, he told be. you he doesn't know if his body can hold up in the NFL. <laughs> Damn! Like yeah, he told you us. You know that. what? I, I was if I'm I was hurt three years in a row, three major injuries. I might say that too because you don't know. But now, out loud, you'd say it to the press. <laughs> I but, don't know if my mind you, he was a, he was not a lock to be on the team when he made this comment. But Cliff, let me ask you this, man: if if the, if we all agree that he is an absolute vital component 
to making this offense go because the guy that we paid 24 million, 18% of the cap can't do it. Fine. Okay. <laughs> if we all agree that this vital asset absolutely has to be involved for the, for the machine to work, then let me ask you this. What the hell are we saving when we're saving him for saving him for what this 16 games, bro. Like, what are we saving him for? True. Is, this isn't baseball. The postseason that we're gonna miss. <laughs> what are we, that's damn, what I'm saying. Like, what are we? Sa- what are we saving him for? What are we saving Doxson for? One target in two weeks. Dude's been on the field for 50 snaps. One target. He's six two. Runs a four three. Dude has one target. Like, what is going on here? Talk to Kirk. You gotta ask Kirk. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. No, I'm, hey, Chris. I'm glad you wanted a little rant because we talked about this earlier, and Chris, me, and uh, Corey and Cliff both disagree with me on this. At what point do we stop blaming this on Gruden and Kirk and actually blame this on Docs? When they throw him when the he gets ball. targets, when he gets targets, when he get look, what did what did Pryor get? Four or five targets, and you know Pryor did he had that good run catch and run on the final drive, which was actually that was a flash of like okay, yo, put the ball in his position, let him get yak. That's what that's how Djax and Garcon ate for two seasons. Right? Why aren't we doing that more? Like why? I mean, I know Kirk can complete that. Why are, are you sure? Are you sure? Are we yes. sure? Yes. Are we sure? Listen, Kirk, hey. Kirk may be media. I am not a Kirk fan, as you might have noted. However, what I will say is, look, we have seen flat, bro, if, if, to a man, every single one of us, after week 12 last year, the Packers Sunday night game, every single one would have given him the bag. No. No. It's a lie. Wait, wait, no. Corey, 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 Corey. Do I have to remind everybody about the conversation we had in the car after that game? You Give Kirk the bag. You were boosted. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, don't slander my name on this. <laughs> <laughs> I never said give Kirk the bag, ever. Please. No, nah, I've never once said it. Because I'm pretty I've sure we took a trip it. to Arizona. We took a trip to Arizona a few weeks later, and we saw Kirk shit the bag. And that, we, that, that, okay, maybe not on the bag. But what <laughs> I'm saying is we've seen, we have seen the highs of Kirk. Now, unfortunately for us, the sort of baseline that he has established for himself is not representative of his bank account. And that's why he gets all this grief. It's okay when you're a plucky fourth rounder playing on a rookie deal and you make mistakes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you're the gritty lunch pail, first in, first out guy, whatever, you know, Caucasian narratives you want to throw. (laughs) Like then, then you can live. But right now, bro, you just made 44 mil in two years. That's more than like almost every quarterback in the league. You go, you're going to get these words. And if I saw, if, if Kirk threw a pick on the last drive before he, he, before Ryan Grant made his, Ryan Gruden made his appearance, I swear I was going to give Kirk those hands. I was going to run on here and give Kirk those hands. Like, if we, I was, I was already planning how I was going to spend the night in LA jail because if this dude blew another game, I, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Yo, Chris, here's my thing with quarterbacks, man. I am performance over production. I don't really care about your fantasy stats after a game. Completely agree. That week we played the Packers. The Packers were down to like their seventh and eighth quarter. Versus and it Sean Jackson yeah. and Pierre Garçon, Jameson Crowder. There is not a single QB in the league I can think of who we would actually start in a game who would not have eaten that night. Not one. Uh, you know what? I think context matters. And from what I heard now, I was not at the game, but I, I talked to some cats that were, and they were like, yo, the wind was swirling at FedEx. Swirling. Like, he, was, he was throwing darts. These weren't like the Deshaun right. contorts his body to make an amazing catch. This what was is he hitting done? dudes in stride. Okay, but if we go and look at Kirk's record as a, in terms of play, 
He only beats up on shitty defenses. Well, isn't that what quarterbacks are supposed to do? No, no, no. I mean, that's well, easier said than done. No, There's a lot he, of shitty defenses. He beats not up every on shitty de- It's easy to beat up on shitty defenses when you have Jackson, Garcon, Crowder, Reed, one of the top O-lines in the league. When we play anyone who can hit him, he's terrible. It's hey, been like hey. he was like that at Michigan State. He's been like that here. This has not changed. At no point in my life will I give him any bag besides <laughs> his suitcase to pack his ass up and go. To- hey, <laughs> hey, how do you how do you forget about that Giants game last year? How do you forget I mean, about that you Giants can't. game last year? O- Odell is out. Janoris Jenkins is out for the second half, and you come out and perform like that. I, I look at you. You want twenty four million? I look at. Big time games. When you you better be your best when shit's the biggest. You better not come up small in the biggest situations. Amen. And every time, every time. Kirk, come to my wedding so you can let me down one last time. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> and or, the funeral. Or, I think I'm bad. <laughs> and, and that's what I say all the time. Callie, these guys like, who want to give Kirk the bag, and I'm like, why would you give him the bag? I was like, because there's nobody else that's better. I was like, you know what? Go out and draft Josh Rosen. Go out and draft. Josh Allen, go ahead and draft Lamar Jackson. Because you know what? When the lights are brightest for Kirk Cousins, he shits the bed. He's an 8-8 eight eight quarterback. You know what? These rookies, they might suck too, but they might be good. You don't know. You know but I know for a fact with my $24 million buys with Kirk, and that's 8-8. Eight and eight every is, he an eight and eight, is he an 8-8 eight eight quarterback? Or was he? He's an 8-8 eight eight quarterback when you give him everything. Mm. If you take our, our offense from last year in terms of skill, position, O-line, everything, there were not that many teams that had more talent than us. Nope. We didn't score that many touchdowns. We were one of the worst red zone teams in the league. Right. And we were one yard. of the best red zone teams the year before. That's sort of a – that's a funny stat. That's no, not always right, the best but, metric. But, but, right. But you know what the funny thing about that red zone stretch was that was literally during that hot period for Kirk in 2015. If you check his red zone performance before then and after, we have been terrible in the red zone. Now let me let me throw this out here just to play devil's advocate. Not that I'm teams, you know, I'm not uh, Chris Paulson or anything. But let me just play. <laughs> let me play devil's advocate. How much? And and I actually had to think about this myself as a professed Kirk truther. I had to think about this, and one of my friends posed it to me. At what point is there? Have we reached cognitive dissonance with Kirk, where it doesn't matter what he does or how he performs, we will always. <laughs> move it to fit our narrative. We'll just no. keep moving the goalposts nah. until, until, until there is no, like, it's almost, we have reached a point where we are so entrenched that we now, we've, we've dug a hole and now we couldn't climb out of it if we wanted to. Have we reached that point on Kirk? It doesn't matter what he does? No, nah, because listen, if you're actually truly just rooting for the team, then you actually want Kirk to succeed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, like, Kirk is the starting quarterback. I'm not out here saying, well, I want Kirk to be terrible today and then win 14-10. No. Because <laughs> I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose it to Cowboys just so I can be right about Kirk. Mm-hmm. I think the problem we have now is we are back in the Griffin times where oh, everything man. is oh. about the quarterback. It doesn't matter if we <laughs> win or lose. He can make one play. His, all the Kirkistanis will line up and tell you he had a great game yesterday. All of a sudden, it's all about Kirk. Kirk had been garbage for 56 minutes. He makes one pass to Ryan Grant. 
Great Pulse is tweeting about Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> when when it was Griffin, everything was about Griffin. Yeah. Every quote, every play, everything. If Josh Stockson was playing with Griffin and not getting targets, they'd say it's because Griffin doesn't know the offense. And he doesn't know if Josh Stockson is because he can't read a defense. Which is code for – well, never mind. Well, I, no, no. We, oh, we know the code. <laughs> what I will say is I, I, gotta, I actually do have a question real quick. Could 106.7 the fans survive if there was a moratorium on all RG3 talk? Because this dude ain't been here in two years, really, and they still talk. They, his name still is still coming it. in people's mouths. Santana Moss, I love you. I loved you at the U. I loved you as a Redskin. Shut up. You are, you are entering Jason Whitlock dangerous mm-hmm. territory of just tap dancing for these fools. I don't want to hear about what Griffin thought when Shanahan got. I don't want to. I don't care. Shut up. We just won a game. Talk about the game, bro. Talk about how you think Josh Stockson's the most talented receiver on the team. Give me some insight on that. I don't want to hear Griffin's name out of anybody's mouth unless it's to be, you know, unless you got jokes for him on his wife girlfriend situation. Other than that, I don't want to hear his name. That's it, man. That's nah, it. That's real. The <laughs> chapter is closed. Let's is, move on. We have, we have, we are now repeating this when it comes to Kirk. Same scenario. Kirk can play average. A bunch of people are yelling about how great he played. Mm-hmm. Other side is yelling how much he sucked. It almost, but when he plays like garbage, everyone wants to give you a reason why he stunk that has nothing to do with the possibility that he might stink. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the, well, it's always a straw man with Kirk. There's always some, some other reason. And you got, you know, you have certain media members who just, you know, the tail wagging the dog constantly. And it's, it's, it's actually like mind boggling and I don't I don't get it. Look, maybe maybe my issues with Kirk are very personal. I did a lot of gambling <laughs> when he was in college. <laughs> I can be honest with you guys. I do not see that much of different in terms of difference in, of his play than I saw at Michigan State. I see the same stuff, the same stupid stuff. Boneheaded plays for no reason. They're just random. You can't trust them ever. <laughs> who Damn. on this podcast? No, let's be real. Who on this podcast when we were driving thought he might throw an interception on that last drive? Oh, I was almost God. certain of it. Hey. Me. I mean, why do, why do you think I made that comment? Like, I, yo, I was I was already like, okay, so if I run this way, like, yo, it's gonna be hard for that security to get me. He looks a little chunky. This security's talking to a cheerleader. Like, I think I'm good. Like, I think I can get on the field. So then, what's that say? What's that say? You don't know what he's gonna do. He could throw a pick. He could fumble. He could take a, a a crippling sack. He might take a knee for no reason. You don't know. That's the double, play I was thinking. Cliff of. always says he's a double agent. You don't know who's working for, man. You don't know who he's <laughs> working <laughs> for. I don't know that that's working for. Hey, listen, we don't, listen, we don't have enough time for a conspiracy theory him. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. I mean, I mean, I mean it sarcastically. But just when you start to trust him, that 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 game versus the Giants when we were driving. And you got that little bit of hope that we were going to pull this off and make the playoffs. A little bit. My man threw a pick on first down. <laughs> first down, baby. Late over the middle interception. And I said, man, Kirk, you got me again. You almost got me. I don't trust That's how you. I feel. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Nah, not again, Kirk. Never again, man. So many times it happens with him. The thing is, I don't even think he's capable of being a game manager because he turns the ball over too much. (sighs) I disagree with that. I don't think that's a job for everyone. I think he's gotten better. He's gotten better. He's gotten better. 
He's cut he's, back on it. He, guys, he still gets. Guys. He's still weak at the point of attack. He gets. I got the strip I sack. Heard, I got bad news. Without Deshaun, it's gonna be so different out there. If you guys notice, there's no space on the field. Jordan Reed used to catch the ball, and there would be space for him to run. You notice when he catches the ball now, there's nowhere to run. You know, I made the comment when I was taking the bus up yesterday. Um, we were talking about Grant versus Doxon, and I said, you know, I don't really like dislike Ryan Grant, but if I wanted a slow 5'10 dude, half the people on this bus would have a job. Like, I'm sorry. Get Doxon on the field. Like, we got to stretch the field, bro. I'm not saying Doxon's D-Jax. What I'm saying is he's, if nothing else, he's fast. He's a threat. Yeah. Use that he is. Mm-hmm. But, but listen, Deshaun, look, Doxon might be something we know about and we're a fan of. Deshaun's name rings bells around the oh, league. He's mm-hmm. one of the greatest deep threats of all time. Literally. Ever. Ever. Yes. Yes. We just look different out there without him. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so clear. Like, even when Crowder, there's not as much space for Crowder. Everything is so condensed now. But how, much of, but how much of that is – here's the thing I'll say about Gruden. And I'm, a, I'm a Gruden fan. I'm glad he signed an extension. I don't want him lame ducking through a season and, and dealing with contract talks and none of that nonsense. We locked him up. I'm cool with it. I like Gruden. And the one thing I really like about Gruden is when you watch a Redskins game, and regardless of who is the quarterback, it could be McCoy. It doesn't matter. Someone is always open. In that offense, someone is always open. Now, it's on the signal caller to find them, but the designs are there. The concepts are there. It's hard for me to get mad at Gruden when the offense doesn't play well. I feel like it's like, you know, he he gave you the ingredients. Like, if you can't cook, you know, get a new wife. I guess I'm going to tell you. I don't, don't, but it also doesn't really seem like Kirk has that much confidence at the moment because everything is ball gets snapped, literally the first thing I look at, I'm throwing the ball there immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's never downfield. Mm-hmm. How much of that is the product of us facing the Eagles and Rams arguably times in the league in the first two weeks, though? He did like, in the preseason, we, though. He was doing it in the preseason. I, don't, I mean, the preseason is all vanilla. I, I don't no, it's all vanilla, but Kirk, like, you could see it in the preseason, he just seemed very uneasy. He's, he's working was, with new receivers, for one, a, n- a new number one, a new X. I hear you, man, like, but the ball I mean, shouldn't be 15 feet over his head. I know people talk about time, but when I see passes that are nowhere near the receiver, I don't want to hear about timing anymore. Fade routes into the bleachers. Like, <laughs> at some point, we can't just keep saying timing is the reason. There are a lot of guys out here working with new receivers and not throwing the ball 15 feet over their head. Do you guys remember when Kirk said that he thought that the offense wouldn't be fully into gear until October? Do y'all remember that? I definitely remember that. I mean, my God, like this dude is, you know, for someone that's supposed to be the humble, all shucks, every man, the boy can spin a PR tail. I'll tell you that. I don't know what he majored in at Michigan State. But he's a, he has a master's in spin. Oh, he's got them wrapped around his finger. He's got them wrapped around his finger. Yep. There's no doubt about that. And it's probably some other appendages for some medium. But, I, I'll die, but I, I won't go there. I won't go there. <laughs> Weren't we talking uh, about the Rams man. at some point during this podcast? <laughs> you were. But I told it, it, you. It turned into a Kirk hate-a-thon, but hey. No, it's not even a hate-a-thon. Because it's Paul. It's facts. It's facts. What do you want? Paul, facts. Here's my thing, Paul. It's like, what do you want out of the season? 
Do you want another seven and nine season at best? No, of course not. Hey, trust me. When there's a Kirk Hayton going on, when there's a parade going, I'm touring the baton <laughs> at the front of the parade. Always. <laughs> I'm leaving that charge. Nah, listen, because I'm not even making this like a Kirk hate thing. It's like you are starting quarterback. I'm even going to bring up his salary, right? You're not even playing like an NFL starter through two weeks. You didn't play like an NFL starter versus the Giants or the Panthers. Nah. At not at some all. point. We need to be like, maybe he's actually not that good. <laughs> and that, those performances were very small blips on the map, playing with a lot of talent. When are you going to play well again? Because when he's on the Niners next year. Yeah, right. Well, you see Brian Hoyer? Listen. <laughs> Let's pack his bags. <laughs> My thing is, like, they told us Kyle Shanahan is this genius and ignored the fact that he had Julio, Right. So, like, life is so easy when you have Julio, Devontae Freeman, Matt Ryan. Oh, you made all these people's careers? Come nah. on. And now he's a genius. I know. I, I, can I interrupt the Kirk hate for one second? Now, I just want to read y'all something, and I want y'all to give me what you think this sounds like to you. All right? This is a press release released earlier this afternoon. Today, the Redskins have officially placed Sua Cravens on the reserve left squad list. In accordance with the NFL Constitution and bylaws, Sewell will not be permitted to return to the club for the remainder of the 2017 season, including the postseason. <laughs> anyway, uh, we, sincerely, <laughs> we, we sincerely hope that Sewell uses his time away from the club to reflect upon whether or not he'd like to resume his career in the National Football League in 2018. Gentlemen, I pose this question to you. How... How tone deaf and terrible was that statement? I'll let y'all speak. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> Corey, go and start us off, man. I mean, to be honest with you, man, it's, it, it really doesn't surprise me with any, any of those statements we get from the Washington Redskins. It's always a circus when it comes to stuff like that. And like I told these fellas early, earlier, Sewell Cravens is in the back of my mind right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really disappointing that we had a second-round draft pick and, and it's come to this, but at this point, it is what it is. If he wants to go off and be a model model like uh, Devin Thomas was back in the day, he wants to play around and do whatever outside of football. <laughs> he, he seems like one of those guys. He's a me guy. I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a mental issue. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to talk bad too bad about him. But it's just. I've moved on, honestly. He's a I me guy. On. He's a I millennial. Is what he is. I, I moved on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it, Cliff. Me like, lady. straight up. Like, he just seems like a very, like, very introspective per- person. Did you guys notice he was at the USC game Saturday night on the sideline? Yep. Oh, yeah. Ha- having Fle- a grand flexed for Snapchat. Yeah. Well, you know, Doug Williams was there as well with him. I don't know if y'all knew that. They claimed that they weren't together is what yeah. the team claims. Yeah, I heard they did. might have only said a couple words or something, if anything. So well, apparently not the right words. I, listen, the reason my only problem with that, my biggest problem, well, two problems with that statement. First of all, excluded from the postseason was just the type of hubris that is just amazing that still comes out of the mouth of this team. But you gotta believe, you gotta believe out here. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Se- the second the, thing that, that gotta sell me, tickets. The second thing that upset me was we hope he takes his time away to decide whether or not he wants to play football. Bruh, how about we hope he takes his time away and gets his mind right and continues on as a contributing member of society? I don't care about if he wants to play football or not. Like, it's I mean, so tone deaf. It's so Redskins. I, I agree with you, but what else can you expect? There are two, sides here. There are two sides here, though. We don't really know why he Damn. wants to retire. 
right? We don't know. We can speculate. We think it might be injuries. Maybe it's mental. We don't really know. My thing is, if he does want to retire, then just go retire. Yes. And that's cool. You don't want to play football anymore? Cool. I don't really know what the team can say in the state because I don't really know how many NFL teams have actually been in this situation. Really. But not many, honestly. Like, this is not very common. They took nah. the second round. Dude wants to retire. What can I'm, we do? If it was something as simple as a health issue, don't you think that would have come out already? Or, I mean, you think we would cover that up? I think if it was a health a health issue, they probably would cover it up. No one wants to speculate on that type of thing. So they're what? trying to play it the best way they can. But also because of laws, you can't. You, also because uh, of laws, you can't really put out people's health issues. Right. Well, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying from Craven's end because he went on Snapchat talking about now we get under, we're gonna know the real him. Like I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, right. I'm really confused about the whole situation. Right. It's, it's like just, I don't just, know why he wants to retire. Yeah, maybe he just doesn't want to play football anymore. It's, it's possible. You know? I will. I will say one thing, and I do agree with Chris on his seg- on his uh, statement saying that it is tone deaf and it's awful and it's very consistent with a lot of things that Redskins do in situations <laughs> like this, especially with the McLuhan situation where they kind of just handle it poorly from the word go. But for them to take the decision out of his hands, because he's kind of jerking around. I'm retiring six days before the season. Now I'm hanging out with Doug Williams and saying I might come back. You know what? You've been distraction enough. We got guys that we can plug in in your place. You take the year and decide what you want to do, but do it away from the Redskins. We're going to move on with R53 and, and just and get it popping because we can't worry about you right now. You think uh, the play of Monte helped them say that? It sure made does. It, made it a little it easier. It sure does. I said that mm-hmm. to, to the guys earlier. I mean, say what you want about Monte Nicholson. He was kind of a – he was the, he was the bastard child of the draft class. He was the person nobody really wanted. But he showed out yesterday. He played well. Yeah. And Everett's been playing well in his absence too. I, I'm not saying they're still Cravens like uh, – because obviously he was second round pick, you had high hopes for him. But you're retiring. You're thinking about retirement. We can't be holding your hand to the decision. You gotta make the decision for yourself. Right. But in look, the meantime, we're gonna rock with R53. As it was discovered, right, that this the statement he's not officially put on that list, correct? And he is expected to be or he isn't they anticipate him being there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And, like I, like I said earlier, <laughs> like I said earlier, it's because he was not aware he would not be receiving a check for the rest of the year. I'm oh, almost yeah. certain of that. He did not know that he wouldn't get paid. His, his agent had to have told him. Right. His How did your agent not tell you? Hey, do you think, do you think he made retired. that decision with Guys, his agent? Sorry, do you think he told sorry. his agent? He, no. What agent no, would let their 22-year-old client retire like that? Definitely not. Yeah, but your agent has to tell you, hey, Sue, you know if you retire, you're not going to get the bread, right? You have to know that. What I makes mean, you to, think but, but even how that he you, knew that beforehand? Mm-hmm. Didn't he block he all may not the teammates have. also, or something? He removed himself from the group chat and like yeah, blocked he, everybody so they couldn't reach out, or something along those lines. I told everyone right. I'm retiring through WhatsApp and, and says goodbye, guys. Peace that, out. That, that, that's what he did, and that's what I'm talking about. That's why you distance yourself from this guy who is. I mean, I don't know how much the players and the team are thinking about what Sue Craven's doing. I'm not, and I know nobody in this podcast yeah. anything about what he's doing. But you can't do this thing where you're jerking us around, talking about, yeah. I'm going to retire, I might come back. You know what? I'll see you in, in January. And, and no, let me know what you decide then. No doubt. But you, you, you guys saw what happened with Lawrence Timmons, right? This yeah, weekend. I saw that. Uh, well, what's ongoing? Yeah, it's still like it's still a weird situation, correct? So it's like, I don't know. Like, if the guy wants to play and you can play, then you are playing. Like, I'm not part of that whole, now nah, you got to st- If he wants to come show up to Ashburn tomorrow and he says – He's committed to playing. 
obviously you're not going to play next week. Maybe after the bye week, whatever. But you're going to be back on the team. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, he has the ta- he has the talent. Well, and he has the talent. He showed flashes of it last year where you were like the play the pick he made in week three against Eli. I'm not sure there's a player on this team that makes that pick. I'm not sure that there is. He made that pick yeah. and saved the game. Because they would have gone down and scored. They would have won that game. Oh, yeah. Well, exactly. We'd have been 0-3. 100%. Absolutely. Here, here's Absolutely. my thought on that. A, he's changed position, so he wouldn't even be in that spot in that situation in this year. And B, his replacements may not be as talented as he is. You know, obviously, second-round pick. Big-time playmaker ability. In my, and I'm a big fan of Sue, actually. So I kind of took it hard that, it, you know, he's retired. But mm-hmm. he's got to do what's best for him, obviously. You know, we don't know his whole situation. Obviously, some information is being withheld, whether it's intentional or just the Redskins suck as an organization <laughs> filling us in. Regardless. Probably the latter. It <laughs> could be both. Right? Nah. <laughs> this, this one, it's like I don't really know people. I, it, it's the same thing I said about McLuhan. I don't know what people thought would happen when that ended. <laughs> right? Because there was no way to hide it this time. McLuhan had been at two other organizations where he wasn't the GM. Right? He wasn't the GM at, in San Fran, or he was like a vice president level. It was a different level position. He was not the face of the front office. He's so always been the scouting time, guru. Right. Guy. So when like it was He's time, always been the personnel guy. When it was time for him to go, and if it was alcohol related, it was gonna be messy. Like, that's all just good, how it is. I mean, all- and, and All then good things us. come to an end, or else they would never team. end. <laughs> Everything we do is messy. Yes, absolutely. So you add that plus McLuhan, that's going to be a disaster. We all knew that when we hired him. This, I don't really know how a team is supposed to handle this. I really don't. I think we've done the best we can, frankly. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Yeah, but that's, I, that I story came I just out. didn't like that statement. Yeah, I agree, but I didn't like their hard. statement. Uh-huh. That's all. I think, the, Rapp- whack, I think but... the Rappaport story that came out, which seemed to come out of nowhere, kind of threw things off. And then they asked You think Gruden someone about planted it. that? You think I, yeah, I don't know. One surprise do. Definitely. Try to try to get a little leverage on him, like, hey, oh, the media's already talking about you coming back. So when he walks in the door, like you're coming back, right? That that's an assumptive close, man. Right. They can just hit you with that. Uh, oh yeah, you're doing this, right? Because they, because they asked Gruden. Gruden said, we haven't heard from Sua. And then a couple hours later, that statement comes out. Right. Uh, so. man, it's just Tough to it follow. But it is. It's another day at Redskins <laughs> Park, fellas. <laughs> Absolutely. <Hey>, ask Bernstein. <laughs> we know it's always four months of drama here, man. Oh, but so. it, can you think of another team ever that's had a more fucked up 12 months than us? Are you kidding? Hey. Us. Hey, us. We've had the, the Giants blow you out. You don't make the playoffs. <laughs> you, you fire your GM, who's the, who is gonna lead this comeback and resurrection of the franchise. He's an alcoholic again. Doxon ain't playing. Sue is retiring. It's all fucked up. You don't think we've had a worse twelve months than this before? Oh no! Oh. Hey man, I've been a wrestling fan loyal for twenty eight years. I've we seen worse, but this hired is fucked up. Though. An offensive coordinator <laughs> without having a coach. Because <laughs> of that, we couldn't find a coach. So we just promoted that guy to coordinate to head coach. He then proceeded- he then in his first press conference called our colors maroon, maroon. and black. Man, oh man, and black maroon coach it's maroon. Got it. And then, like most coaches yeah. that are here, it all ended. the The last chapter of it really was on national television when they ran the same fake punt. Swing gate, twice. fake field goal, the swing gate, fake field goal. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. swing gate. 
We've had more. I can't believe that didn't work. <laughs> The way Griffin and the way Griffin and Shanahan era ended was worse than this. Wait, first you didn't you didn't say the worst part about the Zorn era when they hired the bingo caller as O coordinator. <laughs> oh yeah, straight out the, the bingo, bingo call. call. Hey, Danny calls him. You trying to call some plays, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not for nothing. The offense did look better for a couple of weeks. Well, I, mean, I guess he he hit him with the B ten play. And just, <laughs> so look, man, hey. He decided it was like, who is this dude, Quinton Ganther, that's getting ducats on your on offense? <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, Quinton Ganther. Yeah, that's, that's a deep cut. <laughs> wow. That's a deep cut. So, yeah, I think it's clear. There, are, there is another team that's had worse 12 months than this. It's also us. <laughs> <laughs> Any chance we win next week, fellas? There's always a chance. I actually want to do that. I, I want to get y'all on, since I don't have y'all on every week. Brandon, Chris, give me your prediction for Sunday night at home versus Oakland. Score, prediction, and what you think is going to happen. Chris, you go ahead, Brandon. Oh, okay. You want me to go? Yeah, you go ahead, bro. All right. So, uh, just off the fly, hmm. what was it? The score, prediction, and uh, a hot take? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, just a hot take, a little just hot take okay. about it. Okay. I think, uh, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be – I'm going to go – 31-24 Raiders, unfortunately. I, I want us to get that win, but I just – I want to see our new improved defense. This is going to be a good test for them against this Raiders offense. Obviously, the tackles – the whole line is amazing. So, uh, we'll see we'll see what the defensive line is really about this week. You know, obviously, it's got a new look to it. I like Minuski's aggressiveness with the blitzes. Hopefully, he sticks with that. We put the pressure on Carr. Um, but I think we're going to go down. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, hot take – Let's go Preston Smith two sacks this game. That's Ooh. not too actually nah nah that's not hot enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a regu- I'm a regular guest on here. Let's go and say uh between all the outside linebackers, we get seven sacks. Mm. Wow. Hey, I tell you so Gallette, Gallette want- Smith and Kerrigan. And, and Ryan get, Anderson. We get seven sacks. We might win the game. Yeah, almost, if we get seven sacks, there's no way we're losing. Unless it's all in the same drive. Well, you, know what? you know what? Last year, last year we everyone talks about it having some good sack numbers last year, but horrible third down defense. My theory on that is uh, we got a lot of first down and second down sacks. I want I want to see some sacks count on third down. Get that Agreed. ball back. You know, let's see what Kirk's really about. This twenty four million, he's going to go against Carr and whatever his mega deal, as I call him, are. So you know, we're gonna hopefully hopefully we'll see this gun shy quarterback come out. Man, I'm I'm rooting for this guy to come big and put up some numbers at least. I'm giving him three touchdowns and a field goal. So, you know, I want I want to get prior in the end zone. Hopefully not on a damn fade route, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope it is that's on coming. a fade route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd I'm love gonna to go see it work. 20, I'd love to see it work. I'm oh, going to go 24-20. 24-20 Raiders win. Uh, we score late to make the score look closer than it really was. I think the defense shows out. I actually think that, you know, Everything that we've talked about as far as the front seven, we didn't yeah, – and maybe you guys touched on it earlier, but the secondary, man, like you got Josh Norman all of a sudden has been watching Charles Peanut Tillman punch-out tapes. Mm-hmm. This dude's just forcing fumbles. He's already one of the best corners in the league. He's now added that to his game like regularly. Uh, Breland has been a monster, of course, because he's a walk here. Fuller has been very solid. I, I really think that we give the Raiders a hard time on, deep, on offense, which is why they only score 24. However, 
our offense continues to struggle. I think that we're probably going to go with Kelly to start, even though he's not going to be 100%. And even though I think P. Ryan's better, we're just going to, you know, JB and J, when it comes to personnel decisions, he is uh, he is as loyal as they come to a fault. So I think we, we make it look good late. Kirk probably picks up a garbage touchdown to Grant on like a three yard cross and makes his <laughs> stats look better, helps his QB rating or his QBR, whatever else. Um, but at the end of the day, the Raiders are a better team. I don't think we get blown out, but I don't think we win. Good stuff. Corey Cliff, should That's we go? Should we go now? Should we do this now? Uh, trust me, I'm already ready to talk about the Raiders game. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Look, I think that I think this week we got some good matchups versus them, especially their defense, because I don't think their linebackers are particularly qualified to cover our, uh, someone like Thompson and someone like Jordan Vernon Davis. If Jordan's healthy, if Jordan's healthy, well, he's never healthy. So never <laughs> is he injured? He might not be injured. Is he ever healthy? No, nah. nah, never nah. healthy. He's going to be on the injury report as always. Um, I think we should we can be we can bully them up front though. So I think we should be able to run the ball again. Uh, I think Jay's going to come out with something big down the field early, um, just to get us warmed up. Plus, we got David Anderson out there, who <laughs> I'm sure we can target a little bit. Uh, hasn't looked that good the first two weeks. I think my bigger concern is their running backs, man. I know people are going to talk about Amari Cooper and Crabtree. Their O line is the best O line in the league. They're bullies. Marshawn, for real. Those running backs can really play. That is where my concern is. I don't think Derek Carr is some exceptional quarterback. I think he has a decent amount of flaws. But that running game with Marshawn leading that, I think that's what controls it. I go 27-24 Raiders. Uh I got no hot takes for you. Kirk stinks again. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so only Grant Paulson thinks that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like we're all on the Raiders, huh? Well, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna play the other end, fellas. I gotta say, to follow off of what Cliff said, I mean Shocker. obviously the, the Raiders deep <laughs> Shocker. The Raiders O line is clearly the, arguably one of the top two in the game, but I think we're going to get a surprise from our defense. I think they're going to actually step up this week. I think Kirk's going to surprise us. He's going to have a pretty good game. I think we'll have a good game through the air. We should be able to run the football, but I don't think we're going to have that back-to-back week because I think they're going to come in and key on Chris, with Chris Thompson especially. Mm-hmm. Hopefully uh, hopefully, P. Ryan does get a couple more carries. But I'm going to say that uh, I think Kirk's going to lead us to a victory on Sunday night. We're going to shock everybody. It's going to be 24-21 with a late kick by Hopkins. Oh, all right, fellas. That, that's right. a hot take. All right, <laughs> Kirk. We'll, 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 we'll review it. We'll review it next week. <laughs> Sunday night comes up. FedEx Field is hot. Everybody's pumped up. Everybody's feeling the the, the wind off the Rams. We're gonna come out there and we're gonna start throwing darts. Kirk's gonna look great off the rip. And I'm gonna even say we go up like fourteen nothing early. But I I just it just seems like the type of game I'm I'm having a little ESP right now. I can see into the future. I don't I don't know, but I think that this is the type of thing where we go up early and then we just have some sort of collapse. I can't even blame it on Kirk. I don't know if it's a defense, I don't know if it's on Gruden, but something's gonna fuck up. <laughs> High scoring game, I'm gonna go 38-37 Raiders. I just Whoa. 
<laughs> miss kick, I, miss kick somewhere. Yeah, yeah, let's let's say that. Let's say a, a miss Duskin Hopkins kick from Long to to lose the game. Let's oh just, man, let, let's just say that right after Damn. I tried to boost safe, Hopkins. That's a safe bet. That's a safe bet. <laughs> I think it's more likely we end up with thirty-seven because we kicked three field goals in the red zone. Mm. <laughs> Oof. Nah, yeah. I, I mean, on, <laughs> aren't you guys? You guys are going to the game, right? Yeah, oh, we'll be there. Yes, sir. Ooh, look masochist. You, look at you guys drawing. <laughs> you better watch out in that stadium because you're going to be heavily outnumbered. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. And, I mean, that's standard procedure. And they're bringing the black hole into that place. And it's got. It's not. the streets aren't going to be safe, man. There's already a, a flyer floating around on Twitter about a Raiders tailgate in Greenlot. So, uh, already saw it. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're going to be out there heavy, but standard procedure. That's nothing new. Every team invades our stadium. Even all the way on the West Coast, they make it over here to invade our stadium. I don't know. They, get got, it, but... they got big Raiders fans on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. But Derek Carr. You know what's funny about Derek Carr? Derek Carr's been in the league how long? What's it's fourth year years? now. Fourth year. So yeah, four. this is fourth year. Year four. He he got obviously after Stafford. Stafford got that huge contract that's bigger than his. But he was named the highest QB, the highest paid QB in the league. Derek Carr's not even that good. He's really uh, not. He's not. He's not. He's not. Uh, he's not. He, he, when you put a highlight on, if you watch a Raider highlight and you see his touchdown passes, he looks great. He throws incredible passes. He has a great arm. It's kind of like Wentz. When you watch Wentz in an Eagles highlight, when they show an Eagles touchdown, Wentz looks like a great quarterback. Wentz has started Wentz. 18 games, though. I like Wentz a lot. He no, showed I, me since I, week one. I'll tell you that. I see, I see a lot of the same flaws. I see someone who looks really incredible when they look incredible. But play to play, you can't. they, they make so many errors. I'll you tell just, you this. You'd rather have Wentz and Carr right now than Kirk. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But, oh, I mean, these guys are – come on. I would drive to Philly and pick Wentz up myself. Yep. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> That's Welcome. not fair. Okay? And honestly, I don't know. I think that guy makes too many mistakes, and I don't think you can fix that kind of stuff. That's just that's just me. I think I got those way too many passes that should be picked off. It, that stuff bothers me. But also, Cousins does too, and at least at least <laughs> Wentz has a little improv in his game where he can make something out. Absolutely, He's improv in his game. That guy Wentz is twenty five years old. Okay, already he led the league in interceptable passes last year. He leads it in interceptable passes now. You are not getting rid of that part of his game. So you can be happy now because he's playing up there. But then when he comes down here and he's throwing balls in the triple coverage, <laughs> and now you're cursing him out on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he has, he, Wentz has 18 starts. Like I can, He has tools that I can work with. Uh, I think nah. my, my, my problem with Kirk is that he's just not exceptional at anything. Oh, no, like, he doesn't not. have something I can work well, with. He wasn't number two pick, of course. But I'm telling you, Chris, the quarterbacks who do, they can't get rid of that. It's these that you don't go from throwing that many to being that highly prone to errors to changing that. That's always going to be part of your game. I, I don't think you can get rid of that stuff. That's that's just me. I don't think you can get rid of that part of your game. That's fair. I don't know. I, I like Derek Carr, man. I mean, yes, he has a lot of weapons at his disposal, and I don't watch a lot of West Coast football. I watch a lot, of, a lot of Raiders. I mean, I just don't. But I mean, you probably have a point, Cliff. Oh, thank you. Hey, we'll find out Sunday. Probably have a point. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, yeah, I guess we will find out Sunday. Right. We'll find out Sunday. Yeah, we're going to find out. 
All right. Well, that's all I have for you guys tonight. Chris, Brandon, thank you so much for being with us, man. Thank you for having me. It was awesome. Thank you guys. Absolutely. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 50.blog. And follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 50gut. Guys, tell me where to find you on Twitter. Uh, you can find me, Chris Williams. I'm at Slim C, S-L-I-M-C-E-E-V-A on Twitter. Definitely get at me if you have an egg avatar or a dog for your avi. Because <laughs> I'm super interested in what you have to say. And I'm sure that all of your punctuation and spelling are going to be accurate. And you are going to make complete sense when you come at me. So please do that. Also be on the lookout this week. I got Sunday Slices coming out to tomorrow. It, 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 it'll be up first thing in the morning, bro. Coming out tomorrow, so you can see how we break down, how I break down uh, yesterday's game. Also later this week, I got a piece called Behind Enemy Lines. I'm going to three road games this year, fellas. So I'm gonna write a column on each game, give you some takes on the atmosphere, the beer situation, the bathroom situation. The shit talk situation, <laughs> everything you need to know if you're a traveling skins fan. Corey and I are going to see you in Seattle. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. Taking the show Ready. on the road. Ready. Ready. All right, guys. Uh, thank you guys again for having me. It was a pleasure. Uh, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, it's skins with a Z, DC2, like the number two, Cali. Uh, just give me a follow. I don't have any pieces coming out. I wrote something a while ago, but... Uh, I got to get something that I can really put my heart and soul into on this next one when I get a chance. So I uh, hope to hear from you guys soon. If you guys want to chat and talk shit, if you're uh, Kirk Hive and you just follow me to troll me, you know, I love it. <laughs> I'll I, be there, I I'll be there with you, bro. I'll, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got time and a phone charger, so get at me. Um, <laughs> thanks again, fellas. Gord. At young half underscore 21, man. You know it's Redskins all day, every day. Appreciate you fellas coming on, man. Hope we, hopefully we talk again soon. Yes, yes sir. Definitely. Absolutely. I don't really talk about the skins much on Twitter because I, I like to let everybody else talk about that. I'm more about uh, politics, Twitter. So don't be coming to me with the Kirk stuff because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm data driven out here. I'm fact driven. Send send them my way. Send them my way. I got the Wi-Fi plugged up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. Peace.